0: Hello everyone. My name is Nick and this is the Operations Mastery podcast. Today we have an exciting guest in the event space. Her name is DJ and she runs a company called Exhibit and we look forward to having her on.
1: Thanks Nick for having me today. I'm excited to share a lot of things that have happened in our industry in the last 3 years.
0: I'm sure it's been insane, but yes. Yo know, before we jump in, just give the audience a background on what it is your business does and and you do for for your clients.
1: Okay, Exhibit was founded in February 11th of 2000. Uh, We're a little bit different than most exhibit houses out there. We truly believe that business owners, operation managers, and exhibit managers are struggling with how to get the best return on investment for their dollars spent at at, at events. And they don't want to waste their money. So what we do is we come in and partner with them and we teach them all the hidden secrets of how to really be successful at trade shows by designing and producing exhibits, graphics, graphics. Marketing materials and complete show management.
0: Wow, that seems like a lot. And what what has changed in the last couple of years that that I guess has been challenging, but how have you guys adopted?
1: You know, what's changed the most in the trade show industry is a lot of new people onboarded since COVID. Our industry got shut down for 17 months. So that included Mm -hmm. your trade show managers, people at companies, your event venues, and exhibit houses like us. And so what I see is it came back fast and furious, quarter one, 2022. And people are just floundering out there trying to make it work.
0: 100%. And- What are, I guess, what are the biggest mistakes people make when doing an exhibit, either for their first time or just in general?
1: Not really understanding what's the purpose behind it. What's your goal and objective of being at a trade show? Because if you just design a wow factor display and you just show up and you haven't done your homework or you don't have that brand or the systems in place to back up your lead follow-up, you wasted a lot of money. And then you you get frustrated.
0: That that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about that system you mentioned, which is um, like lead follow-up after the trade show. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, companies usually do with those leads and, and what's the right way to do it?
1: Well, what do they usually do and what they should do might be two different things because people don't have enough staff nowadays. Yeah. So they spend all this money. I'll give you an example. IMAX international show I just got back a week and a half ago. This is a global show all over the world where tourism industry exhibits these wow factor displays, island big displays, and they expect to get a lot of traffic. Well, when you're working that booth and you're gathering leads, what if you get back to the office after being out for a week and you're trying to catch up with your own emails and you neglect those leads? Well, companies out there, you know what? It's a fast track system. You get a hot lead at a show. You need to follow up with every single one of them, either the day they visited you or within 24 hours or your competitors will
0: it's so simple i always recommend extremely fast lead follow-up whether they come in through a website or through an event um because the chance that they go with a competitor or not care anymore after a day or week or month is very very increasingly high
1: yeah or they'll they'll think it's a hot thing a hot topic at the show but they'll forget about you because they get busy afterwards
0: yeah 100 percent and um what about like The, you know, the logistics and setting up this event, it sounds like really chaotic, you have to find all these vendors get things printed, get people to the show. How do you manage all these, like even even yourself?
1: All right. Well, I'll talk to you from the exhibitor perspective first. So let's say, Nick, you're going to a trade show for your company and you're just getting started. I'd really research your exhibit house because there's a lot of online companies that sell a tangible product, but they don't support it. And if you're a newbie in the industry, you want a partner. You don't want a transactional booth sale. So that's the first thing I'd recommend. Second thing I'd find out who can full service your display, not just design and produce it and send you on your own to go to the trade show. Who can help you manage those assets by storing and shipping and maybe having the labor to set it up and take it down. So all you have to do is do what you do. Great. Work the show and gather the leads and let your partner do the rest behind the scenes. That's the exhibitor part. Now let's talk about it from my vantage point. So I'm the exhibit house and I come in and I sell you a really nice display. And we decide, I let the client take charge on what facets they need. Do you want us only to do the labor at the show? We can do that. Do you want to store it yourself or do you want to store it with us? Either way. Do you want to ship it or we ship it? We have to kind of know all the moving parts because what'll happen If we're not collaborating, you'll get a forced freight at the show and you'll lose all your assets to the show. So what we do is we come in and we teach you and you decide how you want to have your partner, your vendor partner. Then we come in and we set everything up. Here's where it gets confusing because then you have a show decorator. You've got an exhibit house like me that'll help you you individually work your booth space and get everything done. But then you have your industry, maybe a membership that puts on a trade show. They hire a general contractor. That's separate from an exhibit house. And this is where exhibitors kind of get burned or lost in translation. They'll order show services, or maybe they don't know the discount deadline, which is usually 30 days before the show. And then no one will educate them. And then they'll spend triple the cost at the show. When we can come in and teach you, if you order your show services, here's the do's and the don'ts. Here's what you need and here's what you don't need. And really help you streamline your money to where you're not wasting dollars at a trade show.
0: Yeah, there's a lot involved.
1: (laughs) There's a lot. (laughs) And it's very complex. And it's sad. You know who really loses is the exhibitor. If they don't pick the right partners and that's what we come in, we're the defense for the exhibitors. Cause I truly believe that if you make an exhibitor happy, they're your friend for life and you get lots of referrals from it. And that's how our business has grown is by satisfying or exceeding expectations for our exhibitors and our clients.
0: So let's say an exhibitor's goal is, is to get leads for their sales team. What mistakes do you see like, do you help train their reps, the actual like people who sit at the booth? um? And what are some like keys to actually get, you know, a long list of leads after a day or a few days of, of a trade show?
1: You know, I'm going to step back on the first question about training. Yes, I've written two books. One is called yeah. Full Brain Marketing for the Small Business. And the other one is called The Noise Behind Business, How to Make Trade Shows Work. What I would suggest is you read one of those books because I train people how to communicate effectively. We have a lot of different personalities individually, and then we have a lot of decades of people working. So not only we have generational differences, but how do you communicate Mm -hmm. effectively? Sometimes you'll get a very analytical person in the booth space. And say they're trying to show a decision maker, a C-level person how to do something that's very technical in their business where they go into so much detail on Mm -hmm. training. Here's why you need to buy our product. Here's our features and our benefits where they're going to lose the attention of that C level person. That's decisive. So they need to learn how to bullet point that training and communicate effectively to Mm -hmm. that person. So we do a lot of training on that. The second part is gathering leads. I always train people ask open-ended questions there's nothing worse than just saying, hey, do you want to learn about our new product? What if they say no? Yeah. You get stuck. You get pigeonholed and trapped. And then you, get, you don't know what to say. So I always say, you know, what brings you to the show? What do you hope to get by walking this show? And just asking those questions by getting to know that exhibitor, I mean, uh, the attendee. And sometimes the attendee will open up where you can do your pre-qualifying for your lead. Are they a good fit for your company? Do you have what they need? And just asking the right questions. If they have a lead scanner at the trade show, invest in that two or 300 bucks. There's nothing worse than gathering business cards and trying to catch up when you get back to the office. We're all too busy. Invest in the lead scanner, have great questions, fill them out and be the first to bat on the the responding.
0: That's really smart. Um, Do you think the companies that do like giveaways and those kind of things are gimmicky or, or can that, that kind of stuff work?
1: You know, it works now even more than ever, because Mm -hmm. especially with the younger generations coming in, we always have a what's in it for me mentality. So if you're going to walk up to a booth and you're going to listen to a pitch or something, you want to know what's in it for me on my time. And that's kind of the mentality of a lot of attendees. They like the drawings. They like the gains. If you can gamify and do anything that's interaction to really get the attendees engaged, that'll go a lot further too than just a static display.
0: Amazing. Amazing.
1: Um, now, real
0: quick, looking at at your business since you've been doing this for so long, do you have like an SOP, like a standard process that you put clients through? And wh- I do. What's, what's that look like?
1: You know, I have mapping systems uh, when we train our new hires. I've been in business almost 24 years, Nick. So I'm I'm kind of on the cusp. And it's interesting because COVID was a curse. Mm -hmm. But in a way, it was a blessing for my business because Mm -hmm. I got to go back. Mature businesses, sometimes we just keep doing things on status quo. Mm -hmm. And what I got to do is have baby eyes in my company. I did a rebrand. I moved. I redid my website. Mm -hmm. And I really thought about who our ideal customer is. And then we look through that onboarding. Who's our ideal customer, right? So I want to know, you know, what are the things we look for an exhibitor? Now we have across the board. You know, we have six or seven target industries that we do really well in. But as we're really deciding, you know, who is a better fit, I know for Stephanie and my portable sales team, it's going to be a small business under 10 million. They might only do a 10 by 10 or a 10 by 20 at a trade show. They might only go from one to five trade shows a year. Then we move up to the experienced sales team that works on those customers that say, hey, I'm bigger than that. I go to probably 15, 20 shows a year. I have a 20 by 20 island display or bigger. And I need more than just a display. I need a partner to handle all these shows for me because I'm too busy. That's the other half of our company. And so as we're onboarding this type of customer, we have, Um, follow-up systems in place, onboarding systems. We have email templates that we can just quickly respond to. And I think that's what I believe in is working smarter, not harder and empowering my staff to enable them to work smarter.
0: Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So you've set up systems, not only to train them, but to onboard customers more, more easily and quickly. Yeah. That makes a lot. And what's your team look like? You said you have a sales rep.
1: That, I only um, have six employees and we're over 2 million in revenue wow. and I have three contractors and then I have my global labor and shippings that I have partners with that we partner with. But I'll tell you when, uh, before COVID, I had nine, I kept six the entire time through COVID. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about, um, going from, you know, 1.3 to 500 during COVID. And then you had to crawl your way back to almost 2.5 in just since COVID. And I'll tell you, uh, my staff is the best. I am very proud of keeping my staff during COVID. Mm -hmm. I did get in debt, but I paid it off last year and I'm a debt-free company. And it's because of the team I have built behind me that have taken us to the next level.
0: That's really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And so I guess like a lot of companies struggle to retain great talent for more than a year. How how have you done it, I guess? What what do you think some secrets are to, to managing people on a team?
1: Value your people, yeah. pay them what they're worth, and create a, I do a quarterly bonus plan. So we have a pay for performance bonus plan. So they have their what we call must meet criteria for their job. But then we have the company, you know, goals. We have five mm-hmm. goals that we set in place. And if we meet or exceed those goals by certain levels, they already know what the bonus payout is going to be. And I keep them informed every two weeks. Here's how we're doing team. We're this far away from getting the bonus payout. How does it look? Who's on first? Who's on second? Who's on third? We're going to make a home run. And believe it or not, they buy into that because they have a piece of the pie. Yep. I share the wealth and I also created a retirement plan and we have PTO and vacations. I'm a small business, but mm-hmm. I realize if I want to be competitive and retain or hire new hires that are valuable, I train leaders. I don't hire employees. And that's yep. how I do it.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's, um, it's really, really impressive. You've gotten to 2 million with under 10 employees. That's like.
1: Six employees.
0: Yeah. It six employees. That's like. Yep. Really crazy.
1: <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm glad uh, that you can see that too.
0: No, I can. Yeah. That means like without a doubt, there are systems. Like it's not like yeah, you get a new client and you're starting from zero. Um, you know, you know there's probably a checklist of things that person needs and needs oh, yeah. to decide on. Yes. And and vendors and you have all that unlocked. I
1: I like what you said in the beginning, because it is the first to the lead. We get a live chat, we respond instantly. Mm -hmm. Unless it's after hours, it might take a few. We get a um, form filled out on our website. Sometimes I do that within an hour, max. And people are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for getting back with me so quick. Mm -hmm. That's how you close the sales is you have to know that, you know, you have to be serious about those leads. If you're getting a lead, you can't take it for granted. Because guess Mm -hmm. what, they're going to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You have to take it really seriously. Um, amazing. Do you have anything else to share with the audience on on you know operating a event or or a business that might be helpful?
1: I would probably say know your why. You're in business. Mm-hmm. I know my why is a better way, and there's only thirteen point five percent of CEOs that focus in that. That realm, mm-hmm. and I'm always believe in improving my processes, learning how to do it a better way, and make sure I stay innovative. Because you know what, innovation's coming. Embrace AI, embrace mm-hmm. technology, because we're going to see the biggest changes coming up in the future. Just like it was in the 80s when the computers and all that changed, it's mm-hmm. coming. Technology.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, this has been really helpful, especially for for clients that are in the event space or have. Um, you'll have events, have trade shows. So I I greatly appreciate this conversation.
1: Well, thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me today.
0: All right, DJ. Thanks again.